the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments right here on the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, our show is all about building up wealth over the long term. And, and the way we do that is, is, is you save aggressively and invest it conservatively. That, that is the key to building up wealth. So, so how, how do we do that? And this is, this is the key thing. And, and what we do is, is we get we, we we come in and put away ten percent of the of, of your savings every single paycheck and then and then come back and uh put away ten percent and then get a company match and then that that puts that gets you where you need to be for retirement. And so that that is the key to, to, to building up wealth. So it's gotta start with your company plan first. It, and you have to put that. Hey, what, uh, Jennifer? Why don't we take a very quick commercial break here? And uh, and I'm going to try to reset the connection on the phone. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Health Savings Show. We're talking savings and investments in your retirement. And uh, today we're, we're, we're dealing with a couple issues as far as feedback on, on, on the phone, but, but hopefully it, it, it's going to work out okay. The, uh, so what we, we really want to talk about is building up wealth. It, and over the last 20 or 30 years, it's been a, a pretty quick, easy ride up. And now we're faced with, a very expensive stock market, record low interest rates, possibility 
of of social the, the Democrats have moved much more to the left, more of along the socialist communist line, uh, and 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 this this is really what we're having to we, we over the last two three decades we had a globalization uh, wind at our back and growing the economy. And it, it came at a tremendous cost. Because it, it, it actually worked out pretty well for multinational companies. But what they did is, is many of these companies, they shifted the production overseas, costing Americans jobs, uh, costing, uh, keeping a cap on, on wages in the United States of America. And, and what that finally ended up doing uh, is, is it put huge pressure on the American people. And, and so that's changing now. And what we're seeing is is people, people. there's huge pushback on China. China clearly took advantage of the situation. You know, they, 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 they made deals with corporate, U.S. corporations. The minute they put their factories in China, they put up, they put up uh, clone factories, you know, five miles down the road, producing exactly the same product and competed with them. They stole their technology. They, they sent tens of thousands of Chinese to the United States to learn everything they could. Many of them were spies in many universities for a long time. We've been, having, we've been expelling uh, Chinese students because they were for espionage. You just never heard about it, but it was there. And, uh, and, and so, what, so what we're dealing with is, is, is a changed world, and, and it's not going to be the same as it once was. Now, if there's some really good opportunities to build the country up if, if we choose the right things. But to get there, this is, we're seeing a lot of pushback, an enormous amount of, of, of back and forth on, on huge issues. And, and, and what that's doing is, is it's, it's putting pressure on the investment market. And so this is why we have tremendous uncertainty out there. Well, what are we going to do after the new president? Is it going to be Donald Trump, a continuation of the American America First, the growth policies, or is it going to be President Biden, more taxes, uh, income redistribution, uh, reparations, uh, lawlessness, and street looting? And in fairness to him, if he gets president, you know, call the looters off. They'll only appear if you try to stand up to Biden. But but what you're dealing with is a tremendous number of unknowns. We have a stock market at 27 times uh, for next year. We have a stock market that is at record high levels, debt to GDP capitalization. And uh, so, so, what, so it, you have a very expensive stock market. And, and what this is going to do is at the same time you have a tremendous amount of unknowns. Against that backdrop, we, we, we had the coronavirus, which was the perfect. Actually, there's never been a better. That is the greatest thing that's ever. Coronavirus is the greatest thing that's ever happened to government. Nothing has ever compared. It gives them carte blanche to do whatever they want. It, put, it lets them put massive controls in place. They can get they can all their dream policies of getting rid of cash, of controlling everybody. I mean, it all they all get to play out, and, and so. So the, the problem is the lockdowns have, have ruined the U.S. economy. And what that has done is, is the question is, how do we get out of it? And, and so, so what we're dealing with is a, um, what we're dealing with is, is a situation that tremendous numbers of things are unknown. When is the coronavirus going to go away? Who's going to be president? When is the Federal Reserve going to stop putting money? Uh, all of these things are out there. Are we going to get inflation? Are we going to get deflation? How is this all going to play out in the end? And that's the key. If we have the highest deficit in students for World War II. Uh, we, we had a trillion-dollar deficit coming into the United States, of America, for the United States of America, coming into 2020. Then we had the coronavirus. We did $2.3 trillion deficit. That's $3.3 trillion. The, the Democrats want to do another trillion dollars, which is six trillion dollars worth of deficit total, okay, on a twenty trillion dollar economy. So you go, well, we've never seen anything like this before. 
that now we've been assured by the Federal Reserve for rates are going to stay low until 2324. Okay. How is that going to happen? How do you have to, so we've never seen like this. You go, look at we've never seen the coronavirus. Well, we saw the 2018 virus, 1918 virus, and they didn't lock things down so the economy didn't collapse like it did to it, and they didn't have the massive deficit. But there is a comparison. It's after World War II that there was big, massive deficits. Uh, when uh, the first war, World War as well. Now, in some cases, like after World War II, it worked out really well for us. But after World War One, for the Germans, it was a disaster because they couldn't afford the deficit. Well, we're not going to be able to afford the deficit either. The only way we can afford the deficit on a $20 trillion plus worth of deficit is they keep rates artificially low. There's the question, what happens eventually when people around the world start going, wait a minute, I'm getting zero on my money for putting, you know, $3 trillion to $4 trillion a year more. It's growing exponentially. How is this? How is this work going to work out? And then they're going to start selling the dollar or they'll sell other currencies and that's where you can have the problems with potential inflation. And this, this is some of our concerns. So the question is, how do you, how do you get through the, uh, how do you get through this type of situation? And we're going to be discussing that on the show here to kind of further expand upon what you know, where to go and what to look at. So, hey, what, we're coming up here on a break, and we'll be right back uh, right here on the Max Hot Trading Show. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I think this is a little better. Uh, we, we've got the uh, we've kind of reconnected some of the systems, and, and so uh, it, it's hard when you're working remotely to get things done. Sometimes uh, we we still have a little bit of feedback in the system, but but hopefully we'll get that knocked out. But so we're really talking about where do we go from here? And I have a I have a uh, a a a, a, a a story from the Financial Times. Investors wonder if a 60-40 portfolio has a future. And and the, the bedrock of most uh, managed programs is the 60-40 split, which is 60% stock, 40% bonds. And, and so what... What, what this is, this is how most people, most retirement plans are put together. It, with the theory being is, is it balances out the portfolio. If stocks go up, down, up one year, maybe the bonds don't do quite as well because the economy's booming. Maybe rates go up some, or vice versa. If the markets have a big sell-off, rates fall, bonds go up, and it kind of acts as a stabilizer on the portfolios and, and gets you a long-term return and prevents you from being losing 50%, 60% of your money or more, as many people did in, in 2008 and nine, uh, investing just 100% in the stock market. So most portfolios around, we typically use a 60-40 split. We're different uh, because we add other components and do more risk management in the portfolio. But, but what, what this is, is the big institutions are looking at this, and it worked out pretty well for years. But... Things have changed. If you look at the bonds, uh, bond yields right now on the 10 years, 0.65, 0.69, 0.66% uh, on a 10-year treasury, which means so for the next decade, 
if we put the 40% in bonds and treasuries, I get 0.65%. Now, I'm going to buy corporate bonds, other types of bonds, get more, more than that. But it's not a whole lot more unless you're pretty innovative in the bond market. And so that means 40% of your portfolio, you're looking at 3%, 4% at best case overall. Now, if you compare it to 2010, the 10 year was 3.69. So with a little work, you could get 5 or 6% on. Uh, in, in, two, in 1990, it was 8% is what they were yielding. And, and nine, let's go back to 1962. It was still 4%. So, so it's almost impossible to get good returns in a standard uh, portfolio bond. And if inflation comes in, if these record low interest rates are wiped out virtually, understand right now inflation's running close to 2%. Now, the Fed will, uh, the Fed is telling you that they're going to keep rates low for the next how many years? Inflation's about 2%. Uh, the, 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 yeah, hello? Do we have a question? Jennifer? No, we don't have a caller right now. Okay, okay, good. Uh, the, uh, the the 10-year is at 0.66%. Inflation's around 2%. That means you're losing about 1.35% per year. That's negative rates, which means the 10-year is trading at negative rates for all effective purposes, which means over 10 years, your purchasing power from your income is going to decline, which is which in, in a retirement portfolio, that's not going to work. Typically, a person retires at age 65, they, their life expectancy is about 85. It's 20 years. That's the average. So you could live a lot longer. You live 85, 95. And so that means you're losing money to inflation almost guaranteed at the, at the, at the, at the uh, treasury rate. Now, higher other rates are a little higher for corporate bonds or high-yield bonds, but they have more risk. In, so corporate bonds are pretty good, but 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 you do have some risk. So understand what what we got thirty years ago. We got eight percent. We're getting point six six percent right now. That's you cannot. Nobody can retire on that type of money. And, and so it's the same thing with with the bond market, the stock market. Record high levels, record high equity market, the GDP total market cap, GDP. Record high, almost any way you look at it, or close to it in here. So the odds are over the next ten years, you're not going to get a good return. So, and then put that against the backdrop where where where, where the Federal Reserve just uh, increased their balance sheet by three trillion dollars, and, and they're going to be do, they're committed to doing more. And if we go back into another COVID uh, lockdown or anything like it, and the economy slows down, it could be another two or three trillion. That is a very dangerous thing for a retirement portfolio. And so what you've got to do is it's going to be important to broaden out those, those things into other asset classes, overseas assets, uh, uh, precious metals, commodities. Uh, you know, i give you just a, a, an easy example is uh, the way to look at this is oil and gas right now. It's all going away in five years. And, uh, but if you assume it's not, it's pretty cheap. But then if you look at the oil and gas sector, if you get a big inflation, it, you, you basically own an oil company with oil assets in the ground, which are going to go up in value. And, and that's how you want to kind of look at this thing, because you, what you want to try to do is, is lock in assets that if you get the inflation, or at least you can plan for the future that way, and, and even if you don't, that they'll still probably do okay. And that, there, there's, there's a, the theory in, in building upon this is, I think, and, and some people have really done some work on this, is you're going to have to really spread your assets around further out because we don't know, and one, long-time listeners in the show know, look, wh- how we believe this is going to play out, we really like precious metals, gold, and silver. I think eventually we're going to have a currency failure. I don't know if it's going to be the U.S. dollar, the euro, the Japanese yen, or the British pound. One of them is going gonna, is gonna to go, or, or several could. When that happens, precious metals are going to jump up. But the problem is, if I have all of my assets in dollars, and it happens to be the dollar, I'm in real trouble. So you want to diversify into Europe some. We're looking at some Chinese uh, assets as well. 
we, what we want to do is spread the assets around so no matter which way this thing plays out, it, we, we were going to profit from it. And that, that's one of the keys. So the standard uh, 60-40 split that most advisors are using out there will not work. In the, I, I don't believe it's going to work in the next 10 years. Things are way too much up in the air. You have too many com- countries in financial trouble. You have too many countries with no growth. You have deglobalization. And, and and you have the Federal Reserve committed to do whatever it takes, which is a recipe for disaster, eventually for currencies. And, and it's not just them, but it's the central banks around the world. This week, the European a lot of the European banks really plunged in price. They clearly had some problems in Europe. They're going into another lockdown. They've never recapitalized their banks. So in that world, which is a very uncertain world, you need to have higher levels of cash, so you could move when things go badly. You can take advantage of those opportunities. You need to be in different asset classes. You need to be in different currencies, precious metals, and spread the risk out. You have to spread your risk out much further than you have in the past. And this is what you're seeing out there right now. And so I think, I think this is going to be one of the, 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 the real stories going forward. And this is the big, the fundamental shift. If you look at inflation, a lot of people... Will say we're in deflation, and basically they're right. Prices have been falling, but we're making a shift now to, to, to more inflation. And the problem is, is, is these governments have put so much debt onto the system that they they cannot have deflation because the debt is going to overwhelm the system. So they have to inflate. We're seeing inflation. I was talking to someone up in New York this week uh, on uh, they had to buy some uh, treated treated board. For something, he said we bought four batches. They been three hundred eighty dollars to four hundred and twenty dollars. All of a sudden, the last batch I bought was one thousand twenty dollars. You're seeing inflation not just there, but building products. You're seeing at the store food products. You're seeing shortages out there. That's all starting to come about in inflation. I believe when the velocity of money comes out, you're going to see it start to really increase out there, and that could be inflationary. So. The world is rapidly changing, in, in, and, and I think you want to start making the shift. And once, this, once these big institutions start making a shift, it goes a long way. And, and right now, they're all piled into the tech sector. Now, they're starting to pull their money out. So we'll see what happens. But tell you what, let's take a quick break, uh, and we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. But if you haven't uh, gone to our website, go to the website, sign up for our free Max Out Savings Report. We write a lot about these issues in the report. It's all free, so if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. In addition, make sure you sign up, sign up for the free report, and if you have any questions for the show, give us a call at 713-339-1070 from the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. 
Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to the Max South Living Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered. Uh, interesting story uh, out today. I think it was in the, the Wall Street Journal. The uh, Americans are starting businesses at the, at the fastest rate since 2007. Uh, they, they, they've increased new businesses, almost a half a million new businesses, uh, more than this time last year, which is, is really incredible. And, and this kind of, this is, is basically, we, now we've lost a lot, we've lost about 700,000 businesses, so we need to increase some more, but this is creative destruction. This, people are going out, starting new businesses, they're building things, they're doing things, and that, that's what drives a capitalist free market economy. It, it, we, we don't have a centrally planned economy like other parts, China, uh, in different uh, Venezuela, uh, and, and so this is going. Most the major small small business create more jobs than any other sector. Uh, if you look at it, and, and so this is good for job growth. Uh, this this is really fascinating. This this did not happen in two thousand and nine. Uh, in two thousand nine, during the recession, you had a drop off in people starting new businesses. This time, people are like. They're, they're moving. Young people are getting ahead. They're, 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 you know, if they were laid off or furloughed, they're starting their businesses. They're doing other businesses. And, and this is a very positive. This is the strength of the U.S. I mean, I think the United States has been much more innovative in getting through the coronavirus. All the Europeans can do is lock down. They've got a couple vaccine programs. There's not much they can do. The United States, we react very quickly. Our companies reacted much quicker than anywhere else in the world because the Americans are actually much more innovative. And so the good thing is this is what we're seeing. We're seeing this rebuilding up of the economy. Now, the question is, what's, what's going to happen going forward? Goldman Sachs, you know, there's two things. There's talk of, of another wave coming in uh, later this year in, in the November, December timeframe. That, that's possible. The good news, if you look at there's been two waves, but if you look like in Houston, there's two waves. The first wave, we had a certain number of hospitalizations. The second wave, we had twice as many patients, twice as many corona cases, but only half of the hospitalizations and, and uh, half of the deaths. So the deaths in hospitals are down about, they're down 25% of what they were during the first wave on a percentage basis. This means we're learning to treat the virus. This means we're learning how to deal with the virus, and, uh, and, and we're moving forward. If there's another lockdown, I don't think the country locks down. Of course, New York City will in, in, in the Democratic-controlled areas, but the rest of the country is going to power through it. Uh, the other question is the Democrats aren't letting – they're not going to let the spending bill through. They've been stopping that because they want to have a trillion dollars to pass out to the Democratically-controlled cities that have basically mismanaged their finances for 20 years and are all in trouble. And so they're projecting the growth drop from 6% to 3% in the, in the, in the fourth quarter. I, th- I think that's too low. Uh, I think some type of package is going to get through. And I think we're continuing to deal with this. We're continuing to plow ahead with it. But, but it's just another headwind. Uh, to me, the biggest thing out that the market is fixated on is this election. Uh, I, I, according to the rumors in a number of the, of the uh, uh, newspapers, Amy, Code, Com, uh, Amy Comey Barrett is going to be uh, uh, the nominated by President Trump, the Supreme Court justice. This is a huge deal. I mean, this is a blessing that, that we got this opportunity because, I, I, you know, I, if you listen to the show over the last couple of weeks, I've been worried. I, I felt like that the Democrats – that the, the Supreme Court was going to have to decide, decide the election. Now with Ruth Gator Ginsburg passing away, um, it, it's more likely that you're going to get a fair hearing 
at this, and they're not going to put up with a bunch of, 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 bid, of ballot rigging and ballot stealing and everything else to try to steal the election. I mean, this is a miracle that this happened. And, and I, I think this, 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 uh, it's very important to get this Supreme Court nominee through. It's very important for the abortion thing. But understand also, if, if you don't have a conservative Supreme Court, that's going to follow the Constitution, then basically you get rid of all the, the free speech, uh, the right to bear arms, and everything else can be removed from the Constitution. The problem, here's the problem with, with, with the conservative Supreme Court. The socialists can't institute socialism in the United States because of our Constitution. But if they can bend and mold the Constitution and change it their way with liberal judges, then they can institute socialism. This is not... This is not about abortion for the Democrats. This is about institution of, of socialism and redistribution of wealth. And what's standing in their way is that Supreme Court. So this is really good news. I, I mean, I tell you, it is frightening what some of the judges are going to, the Democrats are going to put in, I think, personally. I, 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 think, I think they're much, much more liberal than anybody really understands. I, I really believe that uh, in, in radical. And, and, and this, is, this is a really a frightening thing. And this is why Joe Biden won't put his list out there, because these people are, are going to be hardcore left in, in, in the courts, and they're going to re, reorder the United States. So that's what we're looking at. The good news is President Trump really seems to be gaining momentum. I, I, the, the polls are, are, are tightening, uh, and, and I think the, the, the looting and the rioting has really opened people's eyes to, to really who these people are. They're radicals, they're socialists, they're communists. And uh, same with Black Lives Matter. They're anti-family, and you just read their manifestos, and uh, and, they're, and they're seeing it, so they're starting to reject it. I think Trump's going to win. I think he's going to win at a good margin here, and so this is the good news here. But but it's going to be we got the debate next week again. Tremendous uncertainty, and we've talked on this show for six months. They'll make any election look like it's going to be a close election even if it's going to be a complete landslide to one person, so the markets are going to go back and forth. At the same time, this is the most fiercely, fiercely fought election in almost anyone's lifetime. Uh, I think you may be a best case go back to Roosevelt and Hoover, and I don't even think that was even close to this. This is just, I mean, yeah, you really, I tell you, you have to go back to the, to the teens. Uh, around around World War One, uh, I think in that era there were some ferociously fought elections, but uh, this is just extraordinary levels. I mean, it, it's reached a point that that Bloomberg, uh, former Mayor Bloomberg in New York, is 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 now paying felons fines uh, and court costs so they can vote in Florida. So, I mean, it, it, they're counting on the criminal element to sit there and put them over the top. I mean, what are they going to owe these people once they? You know, once they've all voted, I mean, it's just it, it, it's really scary. And, you know, Bloomberg is, is the most anti-gun person in the United States, although there's few people that are surrounded by more armor than Mayor Bloomberg. His, his bodyguards are all heavily armed. But uh, when it comes to the American people, he wants to disarm them. And the American people are very frightened of what's going on. I mean, just go to the store, go to go to the store, go to the ammunition section and there's nothing there. People are coming in and buying everything they can get their hands on, and they are very worried. And here we have a guy, Mayor Bloomberg, that wants to disarm the country. This no way is going to eat well. And, and now the mayor so adamant that he wants to disarm the country, paying criminals to vote so he can, he can get in there and take the American people's guns away. I mean, it's extraordinary. I mean, it, it's clearly vote buying. It's illegal as all get out. But, you know, we'll see if anyone has the, you know, the guts to stand up to Bloomberg. And, and so... A very tough economy. I mean, a very tough political situation. Tremendous uncertainty. We still, I think, you still have to be very careful with the market in here. Uh, we have higher levels of cash. We have hedges. We've increased the hedges. Uh, the the precious metals is pull, are pulling back some. I, I think they're going to bottom in here somewhere. And then I think as soon as there's another stimulus, another trillion or two trillion dollar stimulus program coming up, they're going to start moving up. If, 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 if the coronavirus comes back, the Fed's going to step in and start pouring more money and growing their balance sheet again. And the question is, where does this all end? And, and that, that's down the future somewhere. But eventually, what I think is going to happen is sometime in 20, 2022, 
21, 22, 23, the rates are going to start going up, and then you better be careful. And what will drive the rates up will eventually be a falling dollar. Uh, right now, the dollar's bottoming and seems to be going up some, but, but there's problems all over the world. The U.K., horrible shape. They had a lockdown. It's collapsed the economy. Uh, all of these, these people, the Europeans are not going back into more lockdowns. And, uh, you know, here in the United States, things are, are doing pretty well. I mean, people are being very cautious. They're wearing masks. They're social distancing. Uh, you know, on the freeway, get on the, uh, the, I think Thursday I drove in and there was a traffic jam and I had to go around it. And it, 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 it things are busy. Look at the roads. I, I was out Friday night. I was shocked how many of the restaurant parking lots were full. Actually, I went out, went out to eat uh, Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night at a nice restaurant. And it, we ended up waiting an hour to get in. And, and so uh, things are coming back here in Texas. And I, I think we're, we're more capable of dealing with tough issues. And, and so the economy is coming back, but tremendous uncertainty. So we'll see what's going to happen in here. Uh, but the economy is growing. Uh, uh, short, there's shortage of things. The, the, the trucking, huge demand for trucks. You can't even get a container moving from the West Coast into the center of the country right now. They're, they're in very short supply on the train. Prices are, sky, are really jumping up. There's thousand, two, three thousand dollar surcharges and more container because they're moving so much equipment. There's shortage of product out there. Uh, so the economy is doing well. It was doing well before this happened. It's coming back. It's very hard to put the American people down. They don't give up very easily. They fight back. They're tough as nails, and they're the most innovative people on the planet. And that's why we're, I think we're doing better. Sure, we could have shut down everything and not had any coronaviruses, but it would have destroyed half the country. Look what it's doing to New York City. There's a classic example of a complete collapse of the city. People are moving out, they're fleeing, they're moving their kids to other places where they can go to school and normal, you know, at least attend a school. Uh, it, it, it's horrible. Crime is running out of control. People are being shot every day. Black lives matter unless they're black people that are, are innocent black people working in the city or, or robbed or shot, killed. Those lives don't matter. And, and so that's what you get into. That you get this crazed world. Where, where things just spin out of control when you let these radicals get control of the country. So we'll see what happens in here. Uh, tell you what, uh, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Maxwell Savings Show. Now, there was a recent retirement income survey that came out. And uh, an income literacy survey, they... they uh, they polled, uh, I think, 15,000 people between the ages of 50 and 75 with $100,000 worth of, of assets. And why that's important is this means this is people that have some money. So it, so you're not getting just people that didn't know what they were doing. This is reasonably sophisticated people. And it was kind of shocking. Uh, the, the people, only uh, 19% of the people passed the test. So this is this is people that save money and are older that in theory should have should have done pretty well and and uh, they weren't you know in in the local college or something asking you know a bunch of slackers questions in, but ha- uh, nineteen only nineteen percent of the people uh, passed half of the people underestimated the life expectancy of the sixty five year old now this is very important. And I'll tell you why is because they underestimated it. And, and, and this is a problem with retirement, retirement planning. Most people don't understand how long they're going to live. And the, the life expectancy for a 65-year-old man is 85 years old. Now, a lot of people live longer than that. But the key point is that's 20 years. So the, the question is how long is your, 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 your retirement going to have to uh, – Income going to have to keep going. It's average twenty years, but you know there's a good chance you could live to ninety five, so it could be thirty years. And during that time frame, you could be in trouble if you're not drawing your assets. And I think more important than anything is protecting your assets against inflation. If you get a big inflation, it's about three years. It, it three to four years, it'll wipe everything out. It's not a, it's not a linear. It, it goes up exponentially at one point. And that's the real danger of those type of things out there. 
And, and so people don't underestimate. So when you're doing your retirement, manage retirement, you've got a plan for 5, 10, 20 years in the future. And there's way too many advisors and too many people that are sitting there looking at today, the next quarter's results, and, and trying to figure where they need to be in the next quarter. And, and you, what you, you've got to do is you have to set it up. You can't predict, you can predict the future. But it's not easy, but it's hard to predict exactly when the future is going to happen. And you've got to start, you've got to put your, put your portfolio in position so what's going to happen further into the future. Now, it might not happen right now, but it's going to happen then. It, and, it, it, and that's sort of the key thing. We've been talking about the precious metals. They didn't do anything, and all of a sudden they just exploded up there with huge gains. And it's kind of the same thing with, with retirement. If, if you get the inflation, that could, could destroy your, your bonds. And so this is what we're looking at. But people misunder, misinterpret that. Now, also, uh, the, the other question, uh, long-term care, actually 70% People will need long will need long term care. I, I'm not sure about that. That's not been my experience, and maybe your experience is colored by your parents and your, you know, the relatives around you. But but if you maintain good health, now people might have to go into. It depends on a long term care. If someone has to spend six months in the hospital, or maybe six months recovering, or something that could kind of be included in long term care. But we find a lot of people tend to do well, and if you can put off the long-term care as much as possible by bringing in help, uh, those type of things, nurses to the house, you can save a lot of money. And, and I think this is an important part of retirement planning in general, is, is, is understand avoiding that long-term care is the key over, uh, to, to you know preventing your wealth from being destroyed. And, and so by working together, husband and wife, by by uh, bringing in nurse, bringing in help, bringing in cleaning people, you can really put that off a lot longer than many people do. Because once they're in there, it tends it could the expenses just explode on long-term care. Uh, only 32% know that uh, $4,000 is the most that you can withdraw from a $100,000 account. That, the number is about 4, 4.23%. They use 4% based on long-term studies, uh, but it shows you really how much money you, you have to save for retirement. And I think, so you go, which means you need a million dollars in theory at, 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 to get $40,000. That's a lot of money, and a lot of people have a million dollars saved up. And typically, the people that save up a million dollars need more than $40,000 a year. And so it puts pressures across all uh, economic sectors for people on, on retirement. And, and how you deal with some of these things with the 4% is by holding off your retirement longer, or getting a part-time job. Talk to a lot of people. They have part-time jobs to kind of supplement their income, for maybe that 65 to 75 area, to kind of let their savings build up longer term, putting off your Social Security. Most people can retire at 65, 66 now. But if you, if you wait till 70 around there, it grows. You can actually retire at 62, but it grows about it averages about 8% a year if you hold off to a little over 70 a year, your income's growing. So by holding off your income needs, you can get around this. And that's the way most people get around. And what I, I've all up and talked, you know, the joke of the, the Walmart greeter that David Letterman used to throw out, uh, you know, want to be a Walmart greeter. What we find a lot of people, a lot of our clients, they don't need the money. They got plenty of money saved up. They, they're working. They like to work. They like to do something. It gets them out of the house. They're perfectly happy. So I wouldn't worry about, you know, working later on. I, I, you look at it as an opportunity. Key to, to once you retire and going back to work or work part-time is you want to find something, something that is that you like doing, you enjoy doing for whatever reason, then it's kind of fun, and, and, and that's kind of the key. Find something you like doing. And, and, and it would be a lot more fun. So, so that's one way you avoid the four percent return. You, you really want to get good returns is the other way too. But, 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 but those are the long term results. Thirty five percent know that uh, this is an interesting one. Just thirty five percent know that that uh, a thirty five percent decline at the beginning of retirement hurts the most. And this is a big thing. This is why you got to be careful with just starting retirement is. 
a big decline in your retirement program when you just retire to the first three or four years is disastrous because people are, if you're taking money out, if you're taking money out, then you're pulling out your bigger chunks of your savings to get through retirement, bigger percentages of your portfolio because your retirement plan has gone down so much. You really have to have an, a, a risk plan in place to protect your retirement, particularly at, at earlier on in life. If, if you're 90 years old or 85 and your retirement plan goes down 35%, you can make some adjustments. It'll kind of go back up, but you only probably have five or 10 years at the most left that you really need to take it out to get you some flex. You, you can actually, if need be, you can sit there and kind of pulse a little further percentage out because if the, the life expectancy just isn't, it isn't there up at that level. But if you're at 65, it's disastrous. And so this is another thing to watch. So you, you want to be almost a little bit cautious earlier in retirement and have a, a plan in place because that's where they can do the most damage over the long term. Uh, so only 35% people know that. It's all mathematics. Anyway, so, so just remember, people think it's different. They think, oh, if I'm 90 years old and, 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 and my plan falls 35%, I'm really in trouble. Not necessarily. It's really the person at 65 because then you're, it's costing you 20 to 25 years of future growth on that 35% that you lost. That, that, really, that really damages your, reti- your, your retirement. So anyway, those are some thoughts on retirement. Tell you what, coming up in the show, if anyone has any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Do we have any questions? No, not right now. Okay. Thanks, Jennifer. Uh, the, I appreciate everyone's patience today. By the way, we had some problems with the remote uh, program today. But the, looking out, the markets in here have... The S&P, all of them are underneath their 50-day moving average. They bounced off the 100. Again, the markets appear to be breaking down. I've heard some, some talk on the tech sector. They went back and looked at 1999. And what they discovered was the market didn't have a big drop. It went kind of straight up. And it didn't have as big a drop. So this is probably really bullish. But what they don't understand is what if this was the top in the, in, in the tech sector back in September, and that's not, we're not sure about that yet, and so this is something we want to watch. Whoever becomes president, there's going to be a lot more pressure on Facebook and Google and Apple and uh, Amazon. They're going to be looking at, at, at antitrust. They're going to be looking at taxation issues. They're going to be looking at, at, at freedom of speech issues. They're going to look at data issues. They're going to be looking at uh, breaking them up. And so they're all going to be under a lot of pressure. So there's a possibility we put a top in the tech sector back in September. We weren't not going to know that yet, but it really needs to get back above some of its levels and moving. And it's looking more like a breakdown. And as we wrote on the Max Out Savings Report a couple of months back, is that if you look at this, about a week, uh, actually three weeks ago, we pointed out that if, if you sit and look at, at your uh, at, at your uh, S and P 500 right now, the uh, three five of the largest companies, which is Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft, are 23 percent of the S and P 500. Okay, the ten largest companies and another couple techs in there are 29. So you're probably about 27 percent tech. To give you an example, the oil and gas sector is about 2.7% of the S&P 500 versus it's 10 times, the, the tech sector is 10 times the percentage of the S&P 500 of the oil and gas sector. And so they are way overvalued, they're overowned, and things are starting to go against where the oil sector is, is pretty cheap in here. And I think it's been surprising just a complete fall in the oil and gas sector. That's due to ESG issues, which is environment, social, governance issues, which is the Democrats' new mantra to get corporate America to fall in line with their, their program. And, and, the, and, and the Democrats want to eliminate the oil and gas sector from the economy. So I don't think that's going to happen. And so the oil and gas sector could be a good thing. And that's why it is so important for President Trump to win, because they're going to try to destroy the oil and gas sector. They've made it really clear and said it, they wanted to ban fracking, or they waffled on that, they can change their mind, they want to get rid of 
the the I give an example. California, listen to this. California has banned uh, uh, gas the sale of gasoline automobiles uh, in in diesel. I think yeah, gasoline automobiles in 2035 in basic by 2035. So everything's going to have to be electric now. Understand right now, California is having blackouts because they can't produce enough power right now because there's a shortage of electricity. So they're going to convert all the all the, the cars in California to electricity. Where are they going to get the electricity for all this? Part of it's going to come from natural gas, by the way. But they can't even produce enough electricity versus themselves. They're so incompetent. People are pouring out of California. I saw more companies are leaving this week, and and uh, because. The, they can't. They can't make their own electricity. They have out of control taxation. They have out of control regulation. You can't put a factory in there. It's a complete disaster. You can't manufacturing thing in California, and yet they're going to mandate to get rid of cars. How are they going to produce the electricity? This shows you the incompetence of the Democrats in in, in the world. And, and so, understand these are going to change. Right now, you want to continue to be cautious with with your retirement. You want to sit there in in. Make sure you're protected in this environment. Uh, we've got reckless uh, Federal Reserve monetization, $3 trillion. You've got somewhere between 3 and probably ultimately $4 trillion worth of deficits this year. Uh, we have a Democratic, radical, uh, left-wing possible uh, president. And none of this is good for the country, so you want to be cautious. So tell you what, uh, coming up here at the end of the show, uh, make sure you go to the website, Max Out Savings Advisors. Sign up for the free report. We write about a lot of this stuff in the report, uh, and we'll get you taken care of. We'll put you on the list. If you need some help, we, we can help you manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors using our value investing approach. We we help people manage their retirement. Just go to the website and request an appointment, and I'll sit down with you. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Uh, uh, thanks a lot for everyone bearing with us on the show today. We had some uh, some technical issues. I think we've got through them. Uh, and remember the motto in the philosophy of the Max Out Savings Show, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Bye.